don't have a fun kitschy hook for this episode. Indigenous women and girls have been and continue to be going missing and being murdered at horrifying rates in this country and also Canada. I see you, Canada. And we need to fucking do something about it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for stopping by our table of disappointment. This is how they got away. The show where we discuss the unsatisfying endings to your favorite unsolved or unpunished true crime and corporate greed stories. I am your host today, Kelsey, with my co-host. Annalise. That was the energy of, like, early YouTube. Hey, what's up, you guys? That was I the energy I'd bring, I'd bring the I bring the energy because I have... I was telling Annalise before we hit record, I have a heavy hitter for you today, just in terms of life for you. Statistics uh, alone. Is, the, the statistics alone are going to be, they're going to hurt. So, but it needs to be talked about because a big part of what makes these cases so dark is just the complete lack of coverage they get. So I think we all know that the issue of women uh, the issue of women <laughs> they're a real problem women, period <laughs> i think we all know that the issue of violence against indigenous women and girls in north america is pretty bad and before i browbeat you with the raw stats do you want to talk a little bit how bad do you think it is annalise so bad i know it's so bad i don't even know what statistic to give for oh I don't even know what I would guess for the six, but I know it's very bad because we hear it constantly. Well, as true crime people, we hear it constantly mm -hmm. that there's all these missing cases. We barely know anything about them. We don't know all of them that exist because they aren't looked into. It's bad, but I'm I'm waiting to hear the exact number. I have enough. I have a number in my head. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, okay. Keep that number in your head then. So, here's just raw statistics. Indigenous women and girls are murdered at a rate 10 times higher than any other ethnicity. Just right off the bat. Right According off. to the CDC, murder is the third leading cause of death for Indigenous women. Third leading. Horrible. What is it for white women? Uh, the third leading cause of death for white women? No, I mean, where does murder lie in the, in the, the death leaderboard? <laughs> That is a weird way to put that. Sorry. The death leaderboard. That's a good question. Does it even break top uh, 10 is the question. Uh, oh, it doesn't even break top 10. It's heart disease, cancer, chronic lower respiratory diseases, Alzheimer's, stroke, unintentional injuries, diabetes, the flu and pneumonia, kidney disease, and septicemia. So doesn't even crack top 10. Doesn't even crack it. So know that as we talk about how this is the third leading cause of death for indigenous women. The National Report of Justice found that four out of five indigenous women had experienced violence in their lifetime. And indigenous women are raped at twice the rate of Anglo-American women. That's how the source that I found it put it, Anglo-American would be yeah. white women. So it is so bad. We're not, and one more. Because you were saying you know that it's very underreported. According to the National Crime Information Center, in 2016, there were 5,712 reports of missing Indigenous women and girls. But 
the U.S. Department of Justice's Federal Missing Persons Database, the NAMUS, N-A-M-U-S, had only logged 116. Oh my god. Fuck those 5,600 other people, I guess. What the fuck? That is so severely underdone. It in horrifically underdone. The fact that murder is top three and that for indigenous women and doesn't even crack top 10 for white women is like, it's very clear the differences just there alone. It is, it's oof. It's real oof. It's bad. Also, I didn't, I didn't list this statistic, but I did see it over a little under half of indigenous women also experience sexual violence in their lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So I think you've heard the statistic of one in three women between the ages of 18 and 25 uh, experience yeah. sexual violence. So it's even higher, which of course it is, because of course it is. The 10 times though, 10 times. 10 times the rate of any other ethnicity, which, oh my God. I was thinking in my head like five times, which in itself is bad, but double that again, 10 times. Oh my God. Yeah. As bad as we think this issue is, it's worse. And it may be even worse than that because of that last statistic that they don't even report like what, 10% of the people who go missing here. This could be even worse than we have any idea of. So why is it this bad? I'm not going to give you like a, it's this, it's bad for this exact reason, because there's not one reason. There's so many reasons, and I haven't even listed them all. But uh, racism and sexism, the two old favorites, right up at the top there, for sure. Good buddy old pals throughout history. We do love it. Uh, there's a lack of clear jurisdiction in a lot of these cases, too, because authorities from different indigenous nations no power outside of reservation land that makes sense. and then the fbi doesn't really want to get involved there's a difference between because it's technically the reservation land is its own area they have their own rules so when cases from those areas cross into a state there's a little bit of is this a local cops issue is this a state issue is this an fbi issue like who is this meanwhile the people the nation's authorities are like um hey hello can we hear anything about this and just, just nothing just playing hot potato with it at that point just hot potato with people's lives and in the meantime they're they're just gone and you're like oh, okay you're cool. losing precious time during that yeah that i have some cases for you as we get further and that is a very a very common song in a lot of these poor record keeping is also a big issue Apparently, it's very common for missing Indigenous women on their missing persons reports to be labeled as Hispanic or Asian rather than Native American or Indigenous, which mm. I'm, that's kind of important. That's like a big detail that is just written incorrectly. Right. And that's if these cases even get reported on at all, going back to that 5,712 versus 116 statistic. I can imagine a couple of reasons. Why do they think that they get mislabeled? Uh, I don't know how to say that the right way. I'm going to say the biggest reason is racism and stereotyping. But also that like 
the records in between people who live on reservation land versus what the federal database has there's like a difference there it's these all these different agencies trying to keep track of these people and then there's also racism in the mix so it's kind of i also think it's a lack of care in a lot of cases they just kind of write down whatever based on maybe a picture that they have and they don't mm -hmm. second guess it or verify or really look into it okay there's that would that's my guess that makes sense because obviously like the people reporting this who are like related to them are not going to mislabel their race so there's obviously something else along the line yeah a big a big problem with that is that if somebody goes missing in a town outside of reservation land they have to go and make a police report there and then yeah. they'll try to you know and i then i think at that point there's some racism and a lack of care that goes into making these reports and that it just kind of gets put on on the the uh, sorry gets put on the file and it's just kind of forgotten about meanwhile if any people are looking into this case at all it's very likely they could be looking in the wrong places asking the wrong people in addition to that and just the general underreporting of these cases there's horrible media coverage on these i had not heard of any of the cases that i covered i specifically sought out ones i hadn't heard of personally i hadn't heard hide nor hair of them and in addition to that lack of attention you'll also as we get into these cases notice like very little effort into searches like there's one case in particular where there, like we were just talking about uh, the Springfield three, that was an episode we covered recently. And there's, you know, they searched far and wide for months on that. And there's one case here where they searched for like a number of days and that's it. That is, that's just a big sigh moment. It's a big sigh moment. That's just a big sigh. Cause you know, you know, that's like the, almost the expectation you know. for that, that, that point. And that is horrific. Mm -hmm. It should not be. I will say there are other things about that case that are like that could be affecting that but also they did not find remains in that case so it's like you could have kept looking those are some of the reasons I am not going to say that is an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination and there are many more issues I mean we are two white women talking about this issue there are definitely people who are actively in the trenches in this who know a lot more about it than I do. So reach out to the comments what you think these issues, <laughs> how they connect. You talk to us in the comments. That was so cringe. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt it as soon as I did it. Give us a laugh before we deepen. Yeah, give us a nice tin can deep laugh. Deepen, dive in. <laughs> but yeah, we are two white women who are not deep in this issue. We are not on like on the pulse yeah. of this issue. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I know all yeah. of the reasons why this is bad, but I did want to give you a little bit of context about what we're getting into before I go forward with some of the cases that I found on. And I found a lot of these on the uh, Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs. That's what it's called. It's um, an area where you can find a lot of missing and murdered cases of these indigenous people I'm gonna tell you right now, I looked through several cases that are just on that site. So many of them, and maybe this is just not the place where they have all the info. There's like 
brown hair, brown eyes, height, weight, sex, and then like two sentences that maybe say the clothes they were wearing the day they left and that's it. Oh, and like a t the town they were last seen in. And then you're like, okay, do you have mm -hmm. any information about where they were going or, you know, anything like that? And it's just not there. I had to like dig for a lot of these. It's part of the problem. You're like, wh where are these people? Do you know where these people were going, who they were with, any of that? No, we don't. I think I have six cases for you today. And you're going to notice, okay. like I said, these are pretty short. I do not have a lot of information on these cases. And when I tell you that is exactly the point I'm trying to make is that I had to dig and scrape for the information that I had. And I still don't have much on a lot of these people. And they're whole people with families and loved ones. And now they're just gone. And it's like, oh, do we have any information about what happened to these people? So that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. And this is by no means an exhaustive list of people who are yeah. missing or dead or presumed dead uh, who are indigenous We'd people. We'd be here all day. We would be here all day. For weeks. <laughs> We'd be here for a long ass time. And that's if I could find the information because there's so little coverage on these cases. And these people have whole families that are missing them, communities. That is, it is. really disrespectful to give so, to it is. so little. So Rennell, she went by Tiny. Rose Bennett, she's classified as missing. I think oh. Tiny is so cute. Also her mom's name is Rose Yazzie. So like her middle name is from her mom. That's so oh, cute. that's so cute. She's, she's Tiny, she's Tiny Rose. Rose. is of the Navajo nation and was 33 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was last seen at her residence in Hogback, New Mexico, by her mom, Rose Yazzie, on June 15th, 2021. She was supposed to attend her daughter's 10th birthday a couple of days later, but never arrived, which is heart-wrenching. Rose, her, Rennell's mom, describes this little girl all, all throughout the party, looking at the window, looking at the door, waiting for her mom to come, and she just never arrives. And that is just... Like there were several moments in these cases where I just had to be there and like, oh God, that's it's just- heartbreaking. There's not even like a word. It's heartbreaking. That poor little girl who thinks her mom's coming, keeps looking in the window and it's like, did mom forget? Does mom not care about me? Like, why is this not, why is she not here? And for her never to see her again, that is so sad. And now her birthday, like forever on is going to be, she'll have to think of that now. Is that that time her mom didn't show up and now she's never been seen again. Rose, Rennell's mother, spoke with a Shiprock police officer, I believe that's a nearby uh, town, on the 21st and made a missing persons report. However, when she didn't hear anything for a couple of days and called the station to check in, you know, what's happening with this case? Have you found any leads? The guy on staff had nothing in the system and had this was the first he was even hearing of Rennell being missing. The man didn't even file it. Didn't even file it. Woman showed up to say, hey, my daughter's missing. Can you do something about that? Didn't even file it. Didn't even bother. I think the guy oh on God. state on call that day was a different guy to whom she'd spoken with. But like yeah. 
What happened here, huh? You took down a report. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? You dropped the ball on that one. The choice words I would have had for this police department as this mom. I obviously don't have children, so I don't even pretend to understand like all of the feelings that go into having a missing child. But to then find out that the police didn't even didn't even put that into the system. Rose continued to get crickets from the police. I believe her daughter's case was at least in the system at that point. So at least they had that. In an interview, she said that she would just go to the station and wait for an officer to come in to speak to. And they would just continually tell her that all the officers were out. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. We all believe that. They're just giving her the run They're giving around. the run. They don't want to talk to her. Her her child is missing a woman is missing who has children who are missing her a whole family is missing her and they just they can't be bothered to even say we're looking into it they can't even bother to just meet with her for a minute to say i understand we are looking into it not even that a courtesy three months after Rennell's disappearance her family not the police her family found her sweater and her shoes in a northern part of Shiprock. Mm. That's not good. That's I don't think sketchy. I need to tell you that that's not good. What year did you say this one is again? 2021. So we're in like August okay, okay. of that year. Oh and this God. is New Mexico, so it is hot, hot, hot. And the fact that the family could find that, like it had to be right? and e easier to find. Like the police, if they did any searching whatsoever, should have been able to. Should have found that. Police came to collect the evidence, but the family has heard pretty much nothing from them since then. Rose believes that if Rennell's case had been handled properly from the get-go, she would have been found. Now, I will say, and this is true for a lot of these cases, they are still technically open. So I will say there is the chance that these police stations have information that they are not willing to or cannot release because... The cases are still open, mm -hmm. but I am also going to say that in my personal opinion, I, for a lot of these, I don't think that's likely. Yeah. And we're going on two years and they haven't communicated with the family. I mean, they would have said anything. if they were doing something, they would have said something to the family, especially if the family is talking to people about it just to save their asses. Right. They won't even like meet yeah. with yeah. the mom. Rose, Rennell's family still hasn't given up. Her brother, who didn't even live in the, that town at the time, I think he was in Colorado or another one of those states, he moved back when this happened oh. to help look for his sister. And he's still there. He spends his days looking for her and following up on leads because yeah. I think he knows the police aren't going to do it. And her absence is felt the hardest by her two children who now don't have a mom. And her daughter especially now has every birthday – having to think about that that her mom never showed up to attend the fact that the brother had to like become a detective essentially for this case it's ridiculous right and i agree with you like the sweater and the shoes like you know i think the family's probably following up on some kind of leads you know they've got something going on but like these are untrained people yeah. who are just looking for a family member and they just find her shoes and sweater like the police can find that really yeah. and like 
like what could have happened to her like her shoes and sweaters are gone that's odd did it get thrown out at some point are they trying to scatter things that are hers in order to try and even though the police aren't looking at it but trying not to be caught because at this point no one's looking they're not gonna be yeah i don't know where they i couldn't find information other than like a northern part of the town where like by a road like if it was thrown out of a car or something couldn't find information about that but it's what happened here she was i assume living at home i think her children live at another house so she's at her house and then you know did something to happen to her at home did something happen to her just out and about what happened we don't know because that's all the info that they have ridiculous ella may begay is also listed as missing also of the navajo nation also missing since june 15th 2021 i didn't mean to do that that's just it's a weird day for the navajo nation she was 62 at the time of her disappearance and was oh i know she's like a grandma she was reported is she a grandmother i didn't i know she's an aunt i don't know if she's a grandmother she's getting there she she's an older lady you know (laughs) trying to live her life Uh, She was reported missing from her home in Sweetwater, Arizona by family members. Her 2005 Silver Gray Ford F-150 was seen leaving her residence that morning, and it was believed to be heading towards New Mexico. I think just like she got onto a specific, the car, I should say, got onto a road that leads that direction. A year after Begay's disappearance, a year, very little had moved. They really had like nothing in their defense they saw her car driving towards new mexico she's a grown woman she can go to new york new not new york yeah. new mexico if she so chooses don't think that's likely if she just abandons her home and her family without saying a word but technically allowed to do yeah yeah her niece seraphine warren began a walk from the navajo nation to washington dc in an effort to draw attention to her aunt's case and the violence disproportionately affecting indigenous people. So she's walking the thousands of miles from the Navajo Nation to the Good for her to try and raise awareness. Right, and what a poignant way to do it, to like literally show the distance between these people and your your home. I think that's a very good way to do it. As a result of this, Ella's case garnered national attention and this pushed tribal leaders state legislators and other law enforcement agencies to come together to create special commissions and task forces to address the issue of unsolved disappearances and murders of indigenous peoples inside and outside of reservation land we'll talk about a little bit what that was a little bit later but okay there has been a lot of activism in recent years around this issue which i think we know we've kind of heard the stuff so now we're getting into the nitty gritty of it. And Ella, on top of being a woman, on top of being native, being an older woman too, mm-hmm. people who are older also tend to be overshadowed as well, which is horrific in of itself. She just had a lot of cards stacked against her. She did. Now there has been some movement in this case as recently as April of this year. 23-year-old Preston Henry Tolf has been indicted in the carjacking and assault of Ella Mae Begay. Okay. In interviews with police, he admits to having, quote, snapped 
and assaulted her. He also admits to stealing her car and selling it in New Mexico for $200 in meth. I don't know how much meth. Okay. I don't think he got the car facts on that car. I think he, I don't know how much meth he got, but no. like 200 bucks is not a lot for a car. Okay. So a man who likely is very desperate because he's on drugs and might be having withdrawal and needs some form of income decides to. Yeah. That's horrific. But I, I can, I can see that story. You can happening. see the picture. That's you can see what's so happening here. There's more yeah. to it though. It gets, it's freaky. His lawyer submitted a not guilty plea. I don't think he signed like a confession or anything. And despite the begging of family, he has not said where her body is. He only admits to assaulting her. But I uh, I think we all know what happened there. It appears that prosecutors are unwilling to pursue a murder charge without a body at this time, which I can kind of understand. You you don't want to pursue a murder charge if you don't think it's a sure thing. Because you don't want to do double jeopardy either. If her body comes up later, you want to be able to. I mean, new evidence you'd probably be able to yeah. do, but, you know, you don't want to risk it. But there's also something very disrespectful to her, not necessarily by the law enforcement, because, like, in this case, well, yeah, law enforcement, a year and nothing happened. But, like, there's something kind of disrespectful that this man most definitely beat this woman to death and stole her car, but at most he's going to get assault for it. And that's just, that's the evidence they have. But there's something just like, oh, about that. That's horrific. I get that you want to, you don't want to pile that on because the jury could say there's not, it's not beyond a reasonable doubt because you don't have a body. You don't actually know. And you want the guy to get, you know, time in jail. So you kind of have to That go could jeopardize your... your other charges. Exactly. You have to do the thing that's going to get him in jail and then you can pursue it later. But it's still, I hate, I hate so much when killers don't reveal where bodies are like and, and, and in cases where they have like there's cases where people have been convicted of killing people and they still won't say where the body is pisses me the right fuck off it's it's cowardly and the family it like begged him to tell them where she was they like having the control right? over they the just situation. want the attention i think he's more cowardly and admitting where the body is is admitting that he murdered her and because he doesn't want it the charge right, right, right. yeah i think that's more what's happening in sense. this particular case but yeah like to have a family begging you to just tell them where their loved one is so that they can bury them with respect and being cowardly enough to keep that to yourself to save your own ass after you're already going to jail is kind of disgusting the hinky there's a little thing that's kind of freaky about this case in that ella's daughter who lives just up the road from her called police the night of ella's disappearance to report someone having broken into her own home she hid while this police this person rummaged around her home stole drinks and then made their way up the road towards her mother's home oh she right can you imagine sitting in your home hiding listening to somebody break in and steal yes. shit and like yes i can't imagine your that. things that's so I, i'm sorry i know you, that's like a very specific fear you have i have a severe fear of home invasions and then being murdered in my home but also just home invasions in general so yes i can't imagine that <laughs> annalise behind like a locked gate and like a laser security system like 
I feel very safe in this house. Listen, if I could afford it, a panic room would be excellent. <laughs> right. She called police again after they didn't respond for like 20 minutes to her home being actively invaded. Oh my God. That To say that her mother's car had just driven past her house and that she could not get in touch with her mother. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Pick up and the then you, phone. I, I, right? And then I assume you go to the house after you see the car pass because you're like, what the hell just happened? And I think like, I don't know if this had like tinted windows or anything, but like looking at the car, like, you know, it's your mom. Like she would have like stopped or said something or waved or like something about it. Like that, that doesn't seem like my mom. And then you get to the house and there's nothing there. She's gone. So yeah, that's that case. Hopefully he will tell the family where her body is. Cause I, I don't think he just assaulted her. I think he beat her to death and then panicked. She, her, the, oh my God, I, I can't believe I just thought of this. The likelihood that her body was in the car as her daughter sees the car tearing down the road past her house is, I would say, almost 100%. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's a likely possibility at that point. <sighs> Dude. For drugs. You did that for drugs. Yeah, for drugs. For drugs. I, I've, I've got pause to discuss case at the end of each of these, but usually by the very end, it's just like shocked silence. It's just anger at the end of, for both of us at the end of any case, it's it always like, just anger. What do you say? Mona Lisa 2 Eagle, her body has been found, so she's listed as murdered, though her case is still open, went missing the night of February 3rd, 1997, excuse me, 1979. Okay. After leaving a bar in Rosebud, South Dakota, and getting into a red and white pickup with two still unknown men. Oh, her name's Mona Lisa? Her name is Mona Lisa. That's cute. I like that. That's fun. And her picture, like, she's got, like, a really pretty smile. She's, like, it's not the Mona Lisa, like, closed lip smile, but she has a really pretty smile. Mm. And I was like, yeah, and your name's Mona Lisa. That's so cute. And she's beautiful. They're all. Sorry. She gets to do a car with two unknown men. Unknown okay. men. After being at the bar, assumably having been drinking, I'm not quite sure her inebriation state at that point, but got into the car. Yeah, didn't he know she just kind of went willingly? I believe she got into the car willingly. Nobody seemed concerned about that. Okay, so she might have been like hanging out with these people, mm -hmm. whether or not they're good or not. Might have been hanging out with these people, decided that they were going to like go do something, go somewhere. So she went along with them. Okay. Yeah. It appears that she at least got in the car willingly. Not quite sure what happened after the car or at what point things turned south. But after a two-week search by police and her family, her frozen body was found in a pasture by her father and brother, not far from the family home. I think that's just a coincidence that it was not far from the family home, but to find that she had probably been there the whole time, not that far from the house is just, and the fact that the family found her, like police were the looking, family found them. but the family found her. That's yeah. just, that just happens sometimes. That's the thing that gets me is when the family finds them first. Because are you going to like look a family who's missing a purse, a, a loved one in the eyes and say, you can't help look like you can't, but also like that no. means they may find them, which is just what a choice. 
to make to have to like look for a loved one but you might find them in a state you didn't want them to be her body showed evidence of having been beaten and possibly sexually assaulted it's the 70s they don't really have a whole lot of uh, dna thing going on and her body had been frozen for several days so it's doesn't seem they got any useful evidence from that but yeah unfortunately when it comes to a case of a woman being dead i a lot of times assume assume the worst some part of it unfortunately from what i could tell based on what we know happened it for the most part sounds like some kind of sexual encounter likely non-consensual happened and they beat her either during or after the fact or even before to like get her to capitulate and then just left her in february outside horribly injured and left her to die i think that's what happened there froze to death yeah yeah you have both the cold temperatures on top of injuries your body's not gonna your body can't handle that doesn't know what it needs to fix yep no suspects have ever been identified in this case and there is very little information about it mona lisa was of the sioux nation and was one of 14 children and her family described her as athletic and caring 14 children is a lot but like that's so many that's a lot of kids but that's that's so many brothers and sisters that are now missing her and it's just like damn and like it's been decades the likelihood that these men will be found or identified it's pretty small slim to it's none. slim i th- i mean this is from the the 70s mm-hmm. right it's likely Late that 70s. these men might not even be alive anymore possible i was gonna it's s- quite say maybe we could get a deathbed confession out of one of them if they're still alive but you're right they could be much older by now that was I have a hard time grappling with the fact that 1979 was like over 20 years ago. No, 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. And like, there's a lot of cases from the 70s and and earlier than that where people, the suspects are just dead at this point. So yeah. you can't do anything about it. But 79 is still a little later. It's possible that they're alive and that they're older now. We might get a deathbed confession or it could be that they have passed already and we'll never hear anything. Yeah, and a deathbed confession would uh, indicate that they felt guilty for doing this to a human being at some point, which sounds like maybe not those kind of people. So that's great. Tasha Lewis, I have her down as either murdered or an accidental death. There's, it's contested, and I think she was murdered, but technically we'll get into it. Also of the Navajo Nation, she was 29 years old and was reported missing on March 28th, 2021. I don't know if I was in like the 2021 like section of their database or maybe just a lot of people went missing in 2021. Her body was found three days later in Thoreau, New Mexico in a quote, prone position. Police concluded that her death was accidental and that she had fallen from one of the mesas in the area. Huh. Her family think that is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was she supposed to be doing out there? Well, I think she, they what they think was she was on a mesa, which are, you know, large landforms that have pretty yeah. steep drops off the end. Yeah. It was dark and she'd maybe, maybe been inebriated, fell off and died as a result of her injuries. That's what they're saying. It seems like a, 
Yeah, it seems like an odd thing to go out there drunk, hanging around, and just, whoop. Well. Like, why, why are you out there at night like that? I will tell you. I will tell you. First of all, family thinks this accidental death theory is bullshit. Tasha's older sister, Angie, believes that it could not be accidental because neighbors living in the area heard, quote, yelling and screaming in the Mesa area, unquote, which I don't know about uh, you, yeah. but definitely sounds accidental to me, the night before Tasha was reported missing. Her body was also found underneath a tree that had no broken branches. And had she fallen from the mesa through the tree to where she supposedly landed, there should be damage to the tree. Yeah. You would have hit something or your arm flailing out as you're desperately, desperately trying to do something would have knocked it. Or just something. like the dead weight of falling through the tree. Should have hit something, broken something. Yeah, exactly. Allegedly, there was also a glass, like a whiskey glass, found near her body that would have shattered had it fallen with her, but it was intact. Mm. Mm. That's weird. It's weird. Witnesses have also told Angie that Tasha's boyfriend had driven her car to Dalton Pass. So he took Tasha's car and drove it to Dalton Pass, 39 miles from where the body was found. This occurred after an alleged argument between Tasha and the boyfriend during which she got out of the car which is why police i think police were saying like oh they thought she was inebriated got into a fight stormed out of the car in the dark somehow made it up onto a mesa and then fell off i don't think so but okay that's weird that's a weird story to try to weave. weird story and then the boyfriend and then a relative of tasha's because he gets there and they're like hey where's tasha and he's like oh we got into a fight and she stormed out and reasonably so her, her family was like and you left her you drove 40 miles away and left her there in the dark at night what yeah at night right that's a shitty boyfriend shitty even boyfriend. if you didn't do it and so they drove with him because i don't think they fucking trusted him at that point back to where allegedly she got out of the car in thoreau to look for her they didn't find her that night but an argument and she stormed out and you just let her go okay according to her family the boyfriend was arrested at one point in connection with tasha's death but as her death was ruled accidental by navajo nation leaders nothing much happened with that mm. right great i think maybe he could be arrested for like negligence for letting somebody walk out in the dark and then just leaving but it do yeah. he doesn't appear to have received any punishment for his role in whatever happened at that point you can't really my question is though you said that they theorized that she was inebriated did they do any tests to confirm that she was if they did, I didn't find any information. Okay. It does sound based on the boyfriend's story that they'd been drinking that night. So I think sure. it may have just been assumed. But as you can imagine, um, rates of intimate partner violence among indigenous women is higher than it is for white women, which comes as a shock to absolutely nobody who's been listening <laughs> to the beginning part who of the stats here. Sounds like an altercation happened with the boyfriend and he beat her to death and then tried to make it look like an accident yeah yeah that's, that's what i think that's my opinion uh her family definitely thinks she was murdered i couldn't find information if they thought it was the boyfriend for sure 
and so i'm not going to put words in their mouth if they think it's somebody else they just looked at the body went well she fell they didn't like look at her body for other injuries that could have indicated something else or i think they did look at her body i mean i don't know what the differences are between a fall and like being beaten i think there are some clear differences so i'm not going to say that i know she was also pushed even though that tree yeah it's was also not, possible, it's possible whatever happened or he, yeah he could have just pushed her off the mesa something could have happened and then he threw her body off the mesa although that goes back to the like the tree and the glass yeah the tree like if he could i mean it could have been fallen off pulled to another oh the, yeah, there would have been evidence if they moved anyway like to hide her body under a tree yeah also possible yeah I'm not gonna. I couldn't find information about the autopsy, so I'm not gonna sit here and say she definitely showed showed signs one way yeah. or the other. That's information I do not have. But the fan, there are things about it that, at the very least, where she was found do not add up with the story that we are going with. Okay. And there's other things with the boyfriend that are like, at the very least, my guy, why did you drive 40 miles away from your girlfriend who you left alone in the dark? That's weird. It seems unclear what law enforcement agencies are handling the case at this time because it's still open. Okay. But family says that the different law enforcement agencies are telling them different things. Like the Navajo Nation says that the FBI is involved. The FBI says it's the Navajo Nation. It's a mess. It It's possible that there is somebody who's clearly involved and only people in law enforcement They're just not know that. communicating. It doesn't seem like they're communicating very well. So yeah. in the middle of this mess is a family who lost a beloved family member. And it's been two years now, and it doesn't seem like there's been very much movement since initial investigation. So it's possible that's unless somebody confesses or new evidence comes to light, that may be the lot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to preface this next one. Uh, it involves child death and possible murder so if that's not your vibe maybe skip forward like 10 minutes uh i have this listed as accidental death or murder it could go either way at the very least this was horrible negligence yeah yeah okay arden pepion three years old at the time of her disappearance oh on God, april 22nd 2022 of the blackfeet nation if you thought baby before, she was listed at 31 pounds at the time oh she was God. disappeared, which just, that's a weird detail to include, but it just, it made a stone in my stomach. That's so tiny. Little baby. Okay, I have a cousin who is five right now, and he's still small. Like, I can pick him up and swing him around. A baby that's like 31 pounds? Oh, my God tiny she disappeared while being watched and i'm gonna put that in quotes by her uncle near a highway 89 near two medicine montana near a highway and you weren't watching this child oh it gets better oh it gets so much better he and his girlfriend told police that they were practicing shooting when they suddenly noticed that arden was gone a three-year-old oh child you're practicing shooting near a highway and we don't have a lock on where this kid is and it's not even your kid and you're taking these it's risks. not even your kid 
They searched the area themselves because, you know, she could have just wandered off. They found footprints matching a child her size leading towards the river. Three years old. She wasn't reported missing until five hours later after her alleged disappearance. Bro. Time is precious. Time's precious. But I will admit there's likely some distrust between a lot of indigenous peoples and police. So I could maybe understand some hesitance. Yeah. But like finding footprints that lead right to the come on right police determined that her case did not meet the criteria for an amber alert and um there's possible reasons for that i have just verbatim the criteria for issuing an amber alert here so thank you thank you let's let's dig into that Amberalert.ogp.gov if you want to look up look it up yourself so you can make that determination so number one reasonable belief by law enforcement that an abduction has occurred she could have just wandered into the river, so maybe not an abduction, true, true. but we are also near a highway, so I feel like that should weigh in there somewhere. The law enforcement agency believes that the child is in imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death. I think we can check that one right off. We, that's correct. That is something mm-hmm. that is likely happening if she's gone for that long. There is enough descriptive information about the victim and the abduction for law enforcement to issue an Amber Alert to assist in the recovery of the child. Now, nobody saw an abduction happen. It's possible that one did not happen. But we do have a good bit of information about the victim. I'm not entirely certain if we could use Amber Alerts for this purpose, but you couldn't at least like put out like a, this child is missing, here's her information. That's my thought on that one. Missing child. Yeah, missing Just, child. If, even if it's not an Amber Alert. Yeah. There's like something like that, isn't there? There must be. The abduction of the child is, uh, the abduction is of a child 17 years or younger. Again, we don't know it's an abduction, but she's definitely young enough to beat that criteria. The child's name and other critical data elements, including the child abduction flag, have been entered into the crime national crime information center system so that's that i think it's just bookkeeping on their part like yeah it's listed as an abduction so i get you could argue you could make an argument there that we don't know it was an abduction it's possible she wandered off but also if there is not a different system in place could we not use the amber alert system to mass spread information about a missing child I feel like that falls within like the spirit of the law when it comes to an Amber Alert. Like that's kind of intent, like the intent of it is to find a missing child. That's my thought. A formal search for Arden lasted 10 days and 10 days only. Then they scaled it back. 10 days. We're going to look for a three-year-old for 10 days. That is pitiful that is a pittance and like we've talked about other cases where it's like months of formal searching like multiple efforts and like even when they like were very clear on the fact that it was a body recovery they're still looking in like 10 days i will say that people do still volunteer to help look for her it's not as if all search efforts have stopped but like the formal search was scaled back after 10 days The only things that were found as part of the search were footprints and one boot that was believed to be hers. Can you imagine how tiny that boot was? Little, little, little. 
little, little which little, makes me think it was hers. How many little tiny booths are there near this river? The uncle and his girlfriend were charged with in connection with the disappearance, and the uncle pleaded guilty to negligent endangerment of a child, which is the Duh. best thing we could say happened in this situation. And he was sentenced to nine months house arrest and a charge of $500. Bro. And the charges against his girlfriend Bro. were dropped for causing the disappearance and probable death of a three-year-old who is your blood relation, your sibling's child, if I don't, I, I assume they are blood uncle. At the best, that's the best we could say. I'm just, her poor, her poor family, like her actual parents, you trust this person with a family member. You think that's going to be better than living at the babysitter with his blood relation and they just. I have something a little bit worse, Nothing. but I'm not going to tell you yet. Uh, in that in that realm uh i have some suspicions with the practicing shooting and the five-hour window between her disappearance and the report that was that was eventually made i think we cannot rule out the possibility that an accident occurred and her body was hidden to cover up that accident that was one of the things I was thinking of when you were talking about it. Like, a small child around while you're shooting, like, very easily an accident could happen. The child could wander in a place they're not supposed to be. There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. That is pure speculation on my part. I do not know that. But also, it makes me wonder, especially since her body has still not been recovered, her mother, who has now passed away, by the way, never got to bury her child goddamn soul crushing what that is she said that uh she said that arden was a very smart little girl and loved music she loved tiktok she loved doing tiktok dances i think that's so sweet oh, <laughs> so small it's my little, Just a little baby <laughs> the 10 day search like what is that about even if you're sure that she has passed away like you're not gonna like, that is a half-assed job. We have talked about other cases where they're very positive at, at a certain point in the search that it is a body recovery mission at that point, but they still put resources, state and federal resources, into looking for this body to give closure because that's what you do. That's the right thing to do. And it's, no, people still, like, just civilian people at this point, and just look for this body of a, it's, I'm going to say it's definitely a body at this point. There's a chance yeah. that an abduction did occur and that she's being held somewhere. I'm not going to say that's not a possibility, but like, is that worse? I'm not going to rank the horribleness of the possibilities of what happened to this poor three-year-old. I think the most likely thing is that she either wandered off and drowned in the river and her body was swept downstream or there was an accident and her body was hidden as a cover-up clearly the girlfriend got nothing and the uncle only got nine months house arrest and a 500 dollars fine clearly a pittance of a punishment so if he if her body was hidden to cover up a worse thing clearly worked i can imagine also like if we're thinking about accidental like a little kid wanting to go like for a swim or something or seeing something in the water and it's like oh i want to go grab that rock falling in 
she's and 31 no pounds that takes so little to just yeah, push her off her feet away. yeah she must have been yeah. I, no matter what the scenario she must have been so scared i could hope that you know if she fell into the river maybe she hit her head right away and hopefully just or if she there was an accident it was very quick i quick. i honestly at this point it's it's a hope that it was a quick one that's that's how depressing that case is is that the best case scenario is that it was quick and that this little girl did not see it coming that is the best thing that we can hope for this the best thing we can hope for is that her uncle did not accidentally kill her or that she didn't get mm. kidnapped and is human traffic somewhere i wish my brain didn't go those places that's a really horrible thought and i'm sorry i had to share that with you but that's the reality for a lot of people that's what i also would have thought as well yeah they're by a highway that is it so could happen unfortunately yeah and human trafficking is very much an issue that indigenous people particularly women and girls face at much higher rates than anglo-american or even african-american women and children they it it's a real issue it's a real possibility our final case uh, is Rupert Leopold Brown, who is listed as missing. You'll notice I've mostly done uh, women and girls, but they are not the only ones who experience violence in the indigenous community. 82% uh, of indigenous men are victim of, victims of violence in their lifetimes. So it is, hmm. it's all over, baby. Every, it's just about degrees of severity. That's what it is. Uh, of the Northern Arapaho Nation, I. I believe I've pronounced that correctly. Uh, Rupert was 42 at the time of his disappearance, December 31st, 2020. He left his home in Riverton, Wyoming around 1 p.m. And all the information that I could find is that he was allegedly going to somebody's home. I believe a friend. That's it. Whose home? Don't know. Possible he didn't tell anybody. Possible it just doesn't, wasn't written down but he never arrived. It is also believed to be possible that he headed towards the Northern Cheyenne Indian Reservation in Montana, as he has friends there. It's known that he has friends there, but he also didn't arrive there. That's just, you know, possible where he, something happened on what route. A search was conducted around his apartment complex, uh, Beaver Creek Housing on January 20th, so a couple weeks later by family and police, but I could not find any information whether anything of note was found. Again, possible the case is still open that they have something that they cannot share, but I don't think much was found. What was this year again? I think I missed it. Uh, it would be, it's, he went missing December 31st, 2020. So this would be January 20th, 2021. So got it. Okay. Missing on New Year's. And when I tell you that's really all that can be found on his case that's fucking it that's all i got this man has been missing for two and a half years and there's barely any information at all about who this person was what happened to him what what friend where where are we going what house is he going to what happened i understand police not revealing too much information because that can also be an issue but to give so little, so little. Like we don't know what direction he went in, so we wouldn't know what places to like look for things if we were to try to keep an eye out somewhere. 
does he have a car? Did he? He must have a car if he yeah. was going to go to this Indian reservation in Montana. I did find what he was wearing. He was wearing a white t-shirt and jeans, okay. which, you know, that's not police's fault Got that he it. wore a generic outfit. That's just how it is. That's true. Oh. But like, does he have a car? What does this car look like? Could I keep an eye out for yeah. this car? Nope. Dude just left to go to a house, assumably a friend's house, on New Year's Eve, maybe for a New Year's Eve party, and then just Makes vanished. Sense. Vanished. And yeah. nobody knows where he went or what happened. He could have started a new life somewhere. He could be dead. Literally anything could have happened to this man. I like to imagine that he started a new life, that he... That's the better alternative. Dead. He just decided, you know what, screw this, and then just went somebody, somewhere else and restarted. That could be the case here, we Walked don't know. Walked into the sunset. New, he took New Year, New Me to a whole new level. It was New Year's. It's possible this was a New Year, New Me situation. But I don't believe it is, but we can hope. We can hope. But even if it was, like, the... F People should not be able to just, I mean, in California, technically, you have, like, the right to disappear off the internet, but, like, people should not just disappear, and then you don't know what happened to them. You don't even know yeah. where they went, who they were going to see. Does he have a car? Like, I didn't even think of this while I was researching it, but he must have a, a vehicle of some kind if he was going to go to Montana. Does he have a car? Could I look for the car? Maybe the car was at home? Did he take the car? What evidence do we have that he went to Montana if he didn't take a... Now I'm just, like, going down this rabbit hole. If he didn't take a car, then he would have had to take him, like, public transport or something. Or hitchhike? He would have been a lead, but... He could have hitchhiked. This day and age? People still hitchhike. I saw a hitchhiker the other day, and I thought, okay, wow. I would never, but I'm also privileged enough to own a vehicle, so what am I to say? And wow. I also live in a place with public transportation, so... But even so, it's like, where'd you go? What happened? Like, he has family that's missing him, and nobody knows where the hell he went. People should not be able to just drop off the face of the earth one day. I'm sorry if that's what you want to do, but people will miss you. It shouldn't just happen, you know? His family must miss him horribly, and I barely know, I don't know anything about this man. And maybe that's, like, maybe they don't want me to know anything about him. It's a privacy thing, but, like, I could be looking out for him. I could be looking out for something other than some pictures, which will be on our thing. Does he fish? Should I be looking out for like near rivers? Does the car is in my head? Like, where's this car? Should I be looking out for this car? I don't know. I don't know. Give us anything, please. Give me a, a crumb. Let me a crumb to look for this. I mean, we're in fucking New England. He probably did not go this direction, but you don't know that. So. Those are hella depressing. That's like a fun, kitschy way to say it, but like truly horrifying. Makes you feel like, oh, this is life. What the hell? Aren't we doing anything? Well, some stuff has been done. That's what I'm here to tell you. Okay. A lot of activism around this issue has been done in the last few years to bring it, bring attention to the crisis the very active crisis that this is and people have been sharing their stories people have been raising up voices of indigenous people indigenous women and girls to share their experiences and we've been pushing for some change so i'm going to share some things that have happened in the last few years to kind of push for a more positive just anything better than what was and what is 
a direction to go. <laughs> yes. Uh, May 5th, 2019, uh, a White House proclamation officially designated May 5th as National Day of Awareness for Missing and Murdered Native Women and Girls. So that is an annual thing. And those involved in uh, activism around this issue do celebrate it with marches and protests and things like that. Uh, I'd never heard of this. So, you know, spread the word. Also, I don't want to get super political, but like that was a Trump thing that he did, I guess. It's just, it's very weird. Interesting. And, but also like not to make it super political, but like everything he ever did was like super publicized like all the time. Like it was every day. It's like, he did this, he did that positive or negative. Like the fact that there was almost nothing about this is very interesting and very telling about what news media outlets are interested in. Also in 2019, Executive Order 13898, also known as Operation Lady Justice, for those who don't want to list out a number every time. I like that uh, name, Lady Justice. Lady Justice. Uh, created a task force to address the concerns of Indigenous communities around the issue of missing and murdered American Indigenous people. This was mainly around data collection and creation of policy, but it also created mm -hmm. cold case teams and looked into investigative techniques to hopefully prevent the mishandling of cases like these, like we saw with Rennell's case. What the hell happened there? Shiprock True. Police Department? True. What happened? Crack down on that a little bit. And the fact that a lot of these are so recent, too. Like, we need to get our things in order. Honestly. I personally believe that a lot of these are recent. Is The reason is because these acts are the reason these things are even recorded. I believe that before this, it was even worse in terms of underreporting or no reporting or no coverage. So the fact that we have all of these recent 2020, 2021, 2022 cases are because efforts have been made to write these things yeah. down and record this data, which like there are more things you could def there are resources that you can find of older cases for sure. But like, I think that says something that there are so many cases just all of a sudden and i do not think it's just all of a sudden it's just that we are listening in 2020 savannah's act was signed into law that would require the department of justice to review revise and develop policies and protocols in order to better address these cases uh, it was actually savannah's act that brought attention to mona lisa's cold case in recent years there's a lot of articles that discuss those two things in tandem Good. Uh, in 2020, also, there was the Not Invisible Act, which brings together Indigenous nation authorities, the FBI, and other law enforcement agencies in order to investigate cases of crime against Indigenous people. And the work to find a solution to the missing and murdered Indigenous people crisis, that's what it's called, the Missing and Murdered Indigenous People, uh, MMIP, if you want to look that up, moving forward. You know, so efforts have been made. There was also in 2021, the Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, announced the formation of the Missing and Murdered Unit, which would focus on analyzing and solving cases of missing and murdered Indigenous peoples. So efforts have been made and efforts continue to be made to make this better. But we are like, this is a constant battle. We are nowhere near mm -hmm. done as Clearly, you can tell by all these missing, just gone people. What what can continue to be done? What else can we do? A lot of the sources that I found when you look for them, you know, what needs to happen here? 
there is a call for more focused data. I Like we were just saying, the fact that there's all these cases of recent is more likely that we are listening rather than all of a sudden there's extra violence against these people. I would be very interested to see the number of reports that went unreported previously that start to come up now because they're actually being documented. It would be very interesting to see the data about how that changes and even like a map of how those numbers change. I know that in 2016, when they made that report, they mm-hmm. uh, previous data, it looked like there had been this huge spike, but experts say like, No, it's not a spike. It's that you guys started reporting on these things, that there are actual physical reports of these. So more focused data is needed. Partially, they need the resources to get that data, but also partially people need to feel safe enough to make reports, feel like their reports will be listened to. You need to do a good enough job for people to believe that you will... Will actually be and not write a missing persons it. report and then fucking lose it ship rock police department not over it there's also a call for more investigative resources there's these native nations do not always have the resources to investigate within the reservoir nation not reservoir reservoir reservation and then if it goes into outside of the reservation first of all they need more support from other organizations. And second of all, they don't really have the resources to make that happen. So they there needs to be more investigative resources for this issue in these organizations. And there's a lot of organizations that are some law enforcement and some that are just activists. I'm not going to say just outright definitely support these because I, I did some research. Most of them seemed okay, but I don't want to be like, definitely support these and then have somebody who actually knows these groups be like, no, 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 don't support those. I will say, do your own research. That's what I will say. Uh, The Bureau of Indian Affairs, they are tasked with writing down these informations and providing resources to people, intimate partner violence, making reports, things for Native Indigenous peoples. Uh, The Charlie Project, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y, That has a lot to do with missing peoples, getting information out there. Uh, Native Hope, that's an activism group for indigenous peoples. There's also No More Stolen Sisters, which is specifically around uh, bringing awareness and trying to push for change so that uh, people don't get fucking stolen and vanish from their homes. Because that should not be happening. I'm here to tell you, that shouldn't be happening. And you can quote me on that. And there are many, many more. Those were just particular sources that I found very useful while researching these. Um, I don't have a fun, kitschy end. This was just a horrible slog the whole way through. But we need to talk about these cases, even though that they're depressing, because that's a part of it. The fact that I don't even have a full page of information on any of these people, it says something. There's more information. Concerning. There has to be. If I can do a nine-page episode on one person there should be at least more than one page on some of these people yeah that's my fun kitschy end i don't what's on our table today on elise our table well after we talked about that little girl i'm imagining our table is in the river it's all just her boot yeah just her boot i was do you i may be misremembering but wasn't there like a art piece in Canada where they dumped blood over the steps of like a building to represent those like murdered indigenous children that they found in a mass grave. 
Oh, I think so. I think you're right. Could I just like pour some blood, some vegan blood, you know, we're not going to use real blood, uh, on the table and just sit there in front of the pool of blood? As it drips into the river and then it gets oh, carried no. away not to be seen again because it's symbolic. No. I'm not over that poor little girl who's just gone and Rennell's poor mother who did what she's supposed to do. She reached out to police. She made an indig uh, a missing persons report and then they were just like, what missing persons report? Are you serious? What the hell? Where'd these people go? What happened? What happened to Tasha Lewis? Probably intimate partner violence, but we don't know that, but probably murder. Definitely not just falling off a of Mesa. And even if, why'd her boyfriend just leave her? Hmm? Oh my God. These are all terrible. I'm gonna end. I, I'm, I'll just sit here. We could just sit with like five minutes of silence while y'all just contemplate that. <laughs> Do your own research, uh, support indigenous people. This is a serious fucking problem and it should not be happening and we need to do something about it because we this cannot be the country that we live in that lets this happen. Have a good day. Bye guys. Goodbye. <laughs>